for 11 years in a row. Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Ho, ho, ho. One of three holiday editions of Rosie on the House. Now, in the next three weeks, we're going to help you celebrate life and the holidays and all things great, lovely, and beautiful. So, welcome to my house. We've, thrown, we've unlocked the front door. We put on a fresh pot of coffee. We've got a big old Arnold pickle jar of sun tea we made yesterday. Come on in. Pick yourself out a favorite seat on the couch or the chair or my favorite recliner over there. Sit down and join the conversation. You can call us at one 767 4348 to ask us any question you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. Now, Carol is here this morning with us. Sweet Jennifer is out, but Carol has just posted to the Rosie on the House Facebook, a short video of Jennifer making the Baby K Romero traditional holiday seasoned butter-soaked pecans. So if you've ever had them, Romy, how many, we give them out as thank you gifts to a lot of our Rosie on the House partners. How many thank you calls have you gotten from people? We get we get more response from our partners about the pecans than any other uh, thing we do. These things and, are addictive. And we did it, I don't know, the first time was about eight years ago, I want to say. Maybe not quite that long ago. And we do something, let me rephrase that. We did something different every single year, giving gifts to our partners. Well, the one year we gave... Something else. After the, after the year after we gave the pecans, I don't remember what we were giving out. But as we were making deliveries and, you know, everyone's like, well, where's what about pecans? Well, what about pecans? Well, what about the pecans? We thought, well, I guess for the foreseeable future, it's going to be pecans. Uh, Romy and I are not big sweet tooth people. Uh, so in the holiday season, we generally don't experience a challenge with weight gain. I eat the same thing in the holiday season as I do all year long, with the exception of these butter-soaked pecans. And from the time she starts cooking them at the house about the end of November, and the time I finish fingering my way through the last of them about the first week of January, I gain four pounds every single December. <laughs> and it's all because of Baby K's holiday season pecans. You can go to Rosie on the House Facebook and watch Sweet Jennifer. She's actually demonstrating how to cook them and prepare them. And they're seasoned. So you, you can put a little spice to them. And they're great by themselves. Um, and for every year for Thanksgiving, I don't know, for the past handful of years, I've always been asked to bring s sweet potato yeah, baby. casserole. Oh, yeah. I, I've done. And I always top it off with pecans. Yes, you do. Well, this year I actually did the seasoned pecans oh. and used that as a topper. So there was a, a spice to the uh, sweet potato casserole. It I, was, it I was knew nice there was touch. a reason I was licking the casserole bowl at the end of the night. <laughs> that was really good. I still remember it. Hey, speaking of holiday events and uh, holiday broadcasts, uh, 
on December 21st, the evening of December 21st, you're going to be able to look off to the southeast in the sky and see something that hasn't been seen here for 800 years. Okay. Uh, Enlightenment. Isn't that, I mean, just thinking about that is cool, isn't it? It is the great conjunction, December 21st at about 6.45, about an hour and a half, hour and 15 minutes after sunset. So that would be the year 2020? Who who is alive in 1220? (laughs) I don't know. But it's Jupiter and Saturn that are going to be so close together in their visual planetary path that they are going to look like one superstar. So it is December 21st, 645, just a little off the horizon. It's not way up high in the sky, uh, but that's going to be cool. Now, me and some friends were spending last weekend in beautiful Sonoida, Arizona. And then if you want a night sky community, just get to Sonoida and go out on the back porch of wherever you're staying and look up. And one of the guys was out there and came inside. He said, I just saw, I just saw four shooting stars, like one right after another. That was actually a meteor shower. And it's the only meteor shower that originated from an asteroid. All other meteor showers originate from cometary bodies. So an asteroid that was apparently discovered in 1983, it's debris from a particular asteroid. I mean, that kind of stuff just blows me away. That You can go out on the back patio of your favorite little staying place in Sonoida and watch the disintegration of an asteroid. <laughs> a but, quick a quick search of the internet machine in the year 2020 or 1220, the only thing that shows up, Sweden is defeated by Estonia tribes in the battle of Luhua, August 8th, 1220. So, at least you don't have to worry about the battle of Lahua while you're enjoying your your stargazing. That's this, right. This 800 years later. Be but sure and catch it December 21st. If you look at the southwestern sky last night, it was clear as day. You could see Jupiter you, and yes. Saturn. Yeah. But the when the conjuncture actually happens, it's actually known as the Christmas star. It'll be that bright. Fantastic. Yeah. On on the first day of winter. Mark mark your calendar and try and catch it. We're here to talk about your house, home, castle, or cabin, but we never pass up the opportunity to talk about interesting things that are going on in, about, and around the great state of Arizona. (coughs) Gary, are you tempted to put your house up for sale? After what my neighbor across the street got, I'm thinking about it. I tell you what. (laughs) The the problem with that is then where would you go? That's a good point. Once you you cross the fence, you're, you're exactly right. I know somebody that recently listed their home in Gilbert, and they said, we're only going to accept offers if they waive the appraisal and they waive the home inspection, and it's a cash offer. Okay, so so I'm in the selling position, and I'm not going to even accept your offer unless you waive the appraisal, waive the inspection, and it's an all-cash offer. So as is. As is, as is, is, baby. You can take a look at it, but it's as is. Yeah. He sold the house in a day. (laughs) And he thought that was so brilliant, 
But then for him to buy, he had to agree to the same thing. <laughs> so I think I think he's doing the, start th- the smart thing. He actually found a, a rental, and he's going to rent for a little while and just be patient. But right now, what's winning the bidding wars is, is, is absolutely unbelievable. Waiving uh, appraisals and inspections are really becoming more and more. As a matter of fact, uh, a realtor I know operating in the Scottsdale area, and I were having a conversation recently, and he says, Rosie, now when we put in an offer, say, that, say, they're, say they're asking 420 for the house. We'll offer immediately about 5% above that. So we're going to offer 425. But we're also going to say we reserve the right to beat any other bid when you accept this up to 450. <laughs> so they can't get outbid if somebody comes in at higher, then they've got the ability to come back. I, I'm, a, I'm a bid for, you're asking for. I'm going to offer you 425 and tell you I reserve the right to be the highest bidder all the way up to 450. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I mean, it makes it really, really tempting to call a realtor and say, could you just come list my house and let's, let's play in this pool for a little while. This sounds like fun. <laughs> well, my neighbor across the street, uh, they've been retired for a long time. They're moving to Mesa. So he's having a big garage sale this weekend. And um, his sign went up in the front yard 10 days ago. I get a text from my neighbor next door. He says he got full price for the house that quickly. And it, we're in a cul-de-sac. Yeah, but you're in the heart of gorgeous, central, beautiful. Just south of Old Town, Scottsdale. Oh, man. I got I lucky. Mean, those homes are just rock solid. They're all masonry. They're all built in the late 50s and 60s. I wish I had 100 of those homes. You've mentioned that before. I wish I had 100 <laughs> of them, but not at, but not at what you're going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you had 100 of them and the 1970s oh, price. Oh, <laughs> baby. Let me tell you. Well, I can't fully explain why we're seeing this real estate rush right now. We were and, and aside from real estate, well, go ahead and finish that because I Just, think I'm going to take you down a different trail than you were going. Okay. I'll let you finish that thought then. Um, we're, we're seeing uh, high levels of unemployment, a lot of uncertainty in the social, economic, political environment of the country. Um, and that, in my humble 65 years, has always kind of been a touch on the break. And we're not seeing that. At, at my little company, Rosie Wright Remodeling, we've got more people waiting for proposals and estimates than we've ever had, ever. Now, our company's only six years old. It's, it's not the company I had for 20 years. But it's peculiar that nothing seems to be slowing down this demand for home improvement. A lot has to do with people. I the, the, the reality is a lot of them are just going to be working from home now for good. And that's the way it's going to be. Interest rates at historic lows of 2.5%, that's a part of it. Real estate values and appraisals, go, uh, uh, appreciation going up. 
is another part. People have equity with near zero interest rates to harvest the equity and prove their home, knowing they're going to be staying home. I mean, it's going nuts. So I want to talk a little bit about how Arizona homeowners need to pick a contractor. It's a marshmallow world in the winter when the snow comes to cover oh, yeah. the ground. It's time for play. It's a whipped cream day. I wait for it to hold you around. Ho, 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 everybody. Welcome to the first of three holiday special broadcasts we'll be proposing and presenting and producing here right at Rosie on the house we do have callers that are stacking up let's take the first caller if you'd like to join the conversation or you have a question about your house home castle or cabin that you'd like to get an answer from us uh, <clears throat> give, give us a ring one 767 let's go to robert who's calling in just right now good morning robert good morning what are you up to today my friend we are up to uh, trying to figure out how to uh, recoat our foam uh, roof. Okay, like uh, who to use or what to use? Well, no, we'd like to do it ourselves. Um, <clears throat> a little bit strapped on uh, on cash okay. due to you know situation that everyone's in and we're in also to some okay. extent. Okay. Uh, I'd like to uh, yeah recoat it ourselves. It's not in bad condition. There's a few spots that. Uh, Looks like there might be some penetrations. Like uh, I, I hear the birds like the peck at spots. Yeah, from, they do from time to time. Yeah. And um, I'd like to, uh, I guess, see what kind of uh, material to use for for repairing those, and then um, recoating the roof. What would be recommended? Well, let me. I have some experience with with um, you know the painting and that sort of thing. So, okay. You know. Well, that's basically what you'll be doing, Robert. Uh, I'll I'll talk you through the steps. Uh, I'm going to actually have to put you in touch with our foam roof specialist to get actually brand names of materials and where they could be purchased. But uh, the first thing you're going to need to do is get up there with a good stiff broom, and you're going to need to broom it off really well. But that's not clean enough. You're, you're actually going to need to get a pressure washer and get it down to as clean, dust-free surface as possible even if it means you're only going to do it uh, a portion of the roof this next couple days get that area really clean and leave the rest of the roof to clean later get it clean power washing introduces water to the subject you've got to let that perfectly dry absolutely perfectly dry any place the birds have pecked a little hole the foam is going to absorb a little bit of that moisture and you're going to need to like silicone caulk fill that area or elastomeric putty that before you do anything. Then you're going to need to roll out a primer on top of the elastomeric, let that cure, and then you're going to need to roll out the elastomeric finish. So it's a couple steps. Uh, I think uh, to contract that done, it's going to cost you about two to four dollars a square foot uh let's say three okay a third of that is materials a third of that's labor and a third of that is the contractors overhead profit supervision insurance and uh, everything else 
So you're probably going to be spending, if I had to guess, about a dollar a square foot to do it yourself. Brush it, power wash it, let it absolutely dry, even to the point of letting it dry for a couple days in the sun. It's hard now because with the dew, a lot of times in the morning, it gets wet again. It gets slippery, damp, and even kind of crusts over with a little frost up there. So uh, if it's not leaking now, maybe wait a couple months into the February, March, where it's a little bit warmer. Um, if it is leaking right now, you can probably address those isolated spots with a good elastomeric, non-textured caulking compound. I hope that helps. Robert, if, if you'd like specific brand name information of what products to pick up, uh, reach out to me at info at rosyonthehouse.com. I'll put you in touch with our foam roof experts in the Phoenix metro market, uh, DuraFoam Roofing. They've been doing our foam roofs for about 25 years. And we'll get the specific brand names of what those products are and where you have to go to buy them. one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. When you hear the auto attendant, just hit one. It'll bypass the message and put you right into the studio. Text questions can also be sent to 411-923 or email info at rosieonthehouse.com. And if you've signed up for our home maintenance calendar, you do not need to call and ask us or email us or text us when's the calendar going to get here. So the first wave went out December 12th, and that was to anybody that has been on the list uh, for previous years. It's a free calendar we send to anybody that calls in and requests it. We just need to know the address you would like it sent to. That information is not shared. We do not sell data. We do not sell your information. We don't farm it out. It's uh, just simply used for sending you the annual home maintenance calendar that helps you keep up with all the annual maintenance that you do. Gives you a preview of what we will likely be talking about on the radio. You know, when we put those together in July for the following year, <laughs> you know, that's 18 months from July one year to the this following December. So sometimes things change. Uh, and then the second one went out yesterday. It went out through the U.S. Postal Service. So it should be hitting your in. Uh, your mailbox if it hasn't already just be patient Uh, I understand the postal service is a little backed up right now but they have been sent Uh, if you've requested it prior to Thursday of this week you are on the mailing list well we're not the only ones in the Christmas mood boy they're in the Christmas mood over at Sanderson Ford I'll tell you that Sanderson Ford they're built for Arizona they're built for America And they're built for the holidays with year-end final days, biggest incentives of the year. Get 0% financing plus up to $62.50 cash back on America's most popular SUVs, including the Edge, the Explorer, and the Expedition. Now, are you looking for some ho-ho-ho, low-low-low payments? How about $199 a month sign and drive, 36-month lease, on a new Ford Fusion with no down payment. Or get Santa size savings over 12 grand on over 60 new F-150 Super Crew trucks to haul you, your crew, your family, and your load. Sanderson Ford is built to give back to the community. And man, did they yesterday. 
their operation in Santa Claus Romeo, how many boxes full of toys did they c- distribute to the community? Over 500. And when you say the community, oh, that is nonprofits like Military Assistance Mission. These are all people that are on the very entry level, pay level of the military branch, which I don't know specifically what that is, but I mean, it's like. I don't even think it's like 40,000 annual. I mean, it's mm. it's it's low. And then you've got uh, Special Olympics of Arizona is another one of their nonprofits. And this is their 20th anniversary of their Operation Santa Claus. Well, Miss Joanna from our office was out there, one of the Santa Elves volunteers boxing. And she said it was just an incredible environment. As a matter of fact, she told a story. She says the owner of Sanderson Ford, Mr. Kimberly, walked in. And there was a couple helping, and he didn't recognize me. He says, oh, I'm sorry, I don't think we've ever met. No, we're just here buying a car, but we, but we saw we could help, so we're helping loading boxes. <laughs> it is a— That's cool. That is, that is, that's a, that's cool. a North Pole story happening right there at 51st Avenue, south of Glendale, on the showroom floor of Sanderson Ford. You talk about you know looking for things to be thankful for, helping with a— nonprofit charity like that, you know, puts a whole new perspective uh, in in place. And and you realize just still amidst all the chaos, how much we have to be thankful for. And, you know, since 2020 has been a marvelous year, when you think about the 20th anniversary of Operation Santa Claus, that's the year 2000. What kind of disaster almost happened that year? Yeah, really? Oh, Y2K. Y2K, (laughs) exactly. Still going strong after Y2K. Still going strong. And, and how many since then? <laughs> All right. Windows updates can drive you nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah, right, right. That's for sure. So we're here celebrating the holiday edition of the Rosie on Now's broadcast. And we wanted to let you all know that on Facebook uh, at the Rosie on the House, do you call it the, the is, it, is it our channel, a Facebook channel? Facebook uh, page, I think. Facebook, Facebook page. page. Okay. YouTube channel. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you can find my wife, sweet Jennifer, in her own kitchen cooking my mama's Cajun seasoned pecans. And she shows you how to do it, how to apply the butter, uh, what temperature to cook them at, how to season them. Uh, she even tells you how I like them, especially just fix for me a little extra cayenne and a little extra toasting on them Uh, and of course a little extra butter (laughs) yeah so that's at the youtube rosie on the house that's on facebook page rosie on the house and i'd just like to mention that all the pecans jennifer's cooking at one time years ago we would ship off to louisiana and texas to get our pecans well we don't anymore we just go to Green Valley Pecans south of Tucson, and they've got thousands of acres of pecan trees. They're some of the most incredibly nice people. The trees are beautiful. And if you're looking for a last-minute little gift idea, go to pecanstore.com, and they've got hundreds of assorted pecan treats. As a matter of fact, just go to the site, pecanstore.com, and just click on Best sellers. <laughs> that, that's all you need to do. You can look at the naturals. You can look at the chocolate covered, the candied, the gift boxes, the specialties, the local favorites. The chocolate cover again. But just, 
just go to bestsellers and and pick something from there and and you'll you'll thank me for it so thank you green valley pecans for participating in our little uh, annual baby k season pecan distribution and the reason that's come up today is we do cover the most popular faq frequently asked questions that's right that's in our diy database and all December long, as you know, predictable. Our top articles are how do I make my Christmas tree last? What are the uh, Romero's pecan recipes? Our loyal listeners going and looking for that. I, <laughs> when I made it for Thanksgiving, I even went to our website to look up the to recipe myself. To, to review the recipe, I, said, I could go through all these cookbooks up here, and the but I knew I could get it faster by doing a quick search of our website. So I even contributed to, <laughs> to that Very this good. week. So it's. Uh, you know, we're in the Christmas time, in the holidays, Thanksgiving, <clears throat> Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's, the only people that are doing anything on their home are really emergency situations. I've got a plumbing leak. I've got yeah. a roofing leak. I've got, you know, or or I'm 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 really trying hard to finish something right before all the guests <laughs> arrive, you know, for the Christmas feast. That's always a big push at the end it's, of the year, but. It's really, I, I've got this serious issue I need resolved now. And then usually around mid-January, people start picking up back on the replanning of the, phones the, the next project. So at, it's, at, at Rosie Wright Remodeling, the phones melt down about January 7th. And this broadcast for a is, month. A, is a reflection of what happens during the week at the office and the phones and the homeowners, because that's what we're here for, is to be your best friend. Best friend. Your best friend. Every Arizona homeowner's best friend. And that gets hard sometimes. Uh, but we, we keep trying. One of the ways I can become your best friend is if you're one of the millions of Arizona homeowners that have a home improvement planned for this new year, let me talk you through a few steps on how to pick a contractor to save you the agony and the grief of picking the wrong contractor. Now, this is a chapter that we've written and rewritten and re-edited as we continue to gain experience on how people end up with the wrong person, the wrong company. And then I, I try and do a, an autopsy on the job. Okay, how did you go about vetting this person? Uh, what questions did you ask? How many of his prior clients did you visit with? Did you check his subcontractors and suppliers to verify he pays his bill? No, he just seemed like a nice guy. He knocked on my door. Oh, okay, well, if that's your vetting process, you got exactly what you deserve. Let me talk to you a little bit about the steps you should go through. And I promise you one thing, that for every hour you spend vetting your contractor, you have the potential of saving a month in misery. And people don't because that's not fun. I know. They want to get to the project because they want to get it done. They've got the vision of what this improvement's going to be. And so they just, you know, as, as fast as I can streamline to that process, I'm going to do it. And that's mindset creates the longest and most expensive huh? process and home improvement oh, it is. is possible. We we were just awarded 
a, a remodeling uh, contract for a kitchen and master bathroom in McCormick Ranch by a couple that put us through the 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 toughest screening vetting process. As a matter of fact, I asked him, I said, can I have permission to kind of use this and, and em- embellish our current information to help people? And uh, he says, yeah, sure, absolutely. But he, he called the other day and he says, well, we, we'd like Rosie on the house to do this job. But here's how you folks out there can go through isolating who to or who not to use. Okay, step one. You've heard from me and you've heard from the Arizona Registrar of Contractors for years verify their license, bonded, and insured. Licensed gives you some assurance they know what they're doing because they've had to pass a written test in that specialty to be approved to be operating in the state of Arizona. Verify the license is really theirs and that you can go to azroc.gov and you can search any person's name or any company name or any license number and verify they all tie out to what you're being told. Yes, this is who they told me owned the company. This is who they told me runs the company. This is how long they've been in business. If they've ever had complaints filed against them, it stays on their record. You can review them and see how the complaint was resolved. You can verify the license is still current. And then you verify they're insured and that the insurance is equivalent to at least what their annual volume is. It does you no good as a homeowner to get an insurance certificate for somebody that has, you know, $300,000 worth of coverage, and they're doing $4.5 million worth of work. And a lot of companies, to save overhead, will buy minimum, 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 minimum insurance and not be fully covered. And when you get that insurance certificate, take a look at when the expiration date is. Is the expiration date sometime comfortably past the completion date of your project? And then bonded, well, you have to have a minimum bond to be licensed, but you might want to verify, are they, are they bonded to their annual revenue amount? That's another place a lot of times they cut corners. So that's, that's licensed, bonded, and insured taken to the next level. But at that point, you've only just begun your vetting process. I've got some more tips for you, but we've got a couple of callers that are holding on and would like to get on, and they weren't able to hold on. Okay, I, I apologize. My mistake. So one of the things I'm going to continue in my story here about picking a contractor, um, hiring that contractor that comes knocking on your door. I don't know. I don't know how many years I have to say it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I, and, and the roofing industry is the one most prone to this. They'll knock on the door, recognizing by visual inspection from the curb that your roof probably is in need of some service, work, repair, or replacement. And you'll get the little cards or the knock on the door. That isn't the way you pick your contract, okay? Don't think someone knocking on your door is properly vetted. As a matter of fact, assume they're not, okay? 
We haven't had storms in Arizona in a good long while, but it's not unusual for after big monsoons or the hailstorm of 11 or any big natural event that we have storm chasers, contractors move in from out of town, and they'll borrow an Arizona license or rent an Arizona license. Well, that's illegal, okay? So anybody doing that is breaking the law. Don't believe in getting your bids that the lowest bid is your best deal. It's my impression in being in this business for as long as I've been that bidding for low bid is a wish and a hope that whatever they forgot or whatever corners they cut, you can live with that. Because invariably the low bid, if you're looking at two or three, and if they're significantly low, they're cutting corners or they forgot something or they didn't understand your expectations. I don't say this about very many European traditions <laughs> versus American traditions. But in Europe, they'll get They're, five bids. America, everybody kind of thinks three. And I'm not even sure that's right. But in Europe, they get five. And then they take the average of the five quotes. And who's ever closest to the average is the contractor they pick. Now, that makes a lot more sense to me than getting a series of quotes and just picking the lowest one. I don't know how often that works out well. So don't get tricked into thinking low bid is your best route. I want you to think long term. So I'm going to finish talking you through not how to pick a good contractor, but how to pick the best when we get back. Ho, 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 and welcome to my house. Hope in light of everything that we've all been through this year, you're able to take this holiday season and take a load off your shoulders and, and, and just put worries and concerns in a box on a shelf for just a little while and live with that smile a sparkle, and a glow of hope in your heart. That's, that's what we're here to try and provide. So I want to wrap up real quick on how to pick a contractor since there seems to be such a unbelievable ongoing demand for work at people's homes. We've talked about the basic steps, but here's a couple. I'm going to give you a couple really, really key tips that most people don't use and they're really, really good tricks, okay? Now, you can find this in print at rosyonnows.com on our homepage. You just go to quick links. It is the topic of the week, picking, choosing your contractor. If you're contemplating a kitchen remodel, I would encourage you get to the wholesale appliance specialty distributors in town, and there's plenty of them around. Go to the ones that are closest to your home, okay? There's probably two or three within just a few miles of your home. You'll get an unbelievable education on the advancement of kitchen appliances in the last 10 years. It'll blow your mind. 
If you haven't shopped for an oven or a refrigerator in 10 years, you aren't going to believe what's available today. So you'll start developing kind of some brand preferences and some feature preferences, and you'll be taking notes. Now, when you finish the education at each one of these wholesale showrooms, they all supply kitchen remodeling contractors. When you finish your education on the way out, ask them, oh, if, if you were going to get your kitchen remodel, which one of the contractors y'all sell to would you call? So you're going to get a tip from some, somebody inside the industry. And if the wholesale distributor company refers you to one or two contractors, chances are they've got a longstanding relationship. Chances are that longstanding relationship is win-win in that the jobs are organized and the company pays their bills. Uh, and those are real clues to long-term success. Now, the next thing you're going to do, the next tier, so you're going to put together a couple candidates' names. When you get down to the final interview of your two or three candidates, ask them for a list of the subcontractors and the suppliers that will be used on the job. And if each of the candidates will supply you with five or six names, and they should, then one plumber is going to pop up in more than one one wholesale distributorship is going to show up on more than one of those lists. Any name that shows up more than once, call that company and say, I'm looking at candidate A and candidate B. And they both say, you're going to be on my job if I award them the contract. Which candidate would you hire to do your mother's house? If you will just take those last couple steps in vetting your contractor, uh, Rosie on the house would probably go out of business. <laughs> and it's not. <laughs> we, Romy, we'd have to find something else to do. It's not a, a foolproof system because uh, there's always uh, human error involved. And so the last thing that I've heard you say multiple times is, you know, if you've, if you've got it down to a few companies and you're having a hard time picking which one, uh, ask yourself which one of these do you want showing up at your doorstep if there's a problem? Um, you know, somebody had to slam on their brakes on the freeway and your $50,000 porcelain <laughs> bathtub you ordered from Europe got smashed to smithereens. <laughs> who, who do you want showing up at your door to explain to and work that. you through that situation? <laughs> so, all right, hour number three of Rosie on the House coming up. It's our open home hour. Anything you, the Arizona homeowner, Want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin? One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. One triple eight. Rosie for you.